Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Today's episode, I'll be talking about life before a parent. Now, what was life before being a parent? Well, for me, it was the typical. I had a girlfriend. I had a job. We went out. We did things. Went to concerts. I mean, once in a while, we would go to bars, go to amusement parks. Nothing too um, out of the ordinary. We had our friends. We hung out. But life for me right now, I look back that I have my kids. It really doesn't feel like I had a life. And that's no disrespect to my wife or anything like that. It's just, you really can't think about your life not having your kids. It's strange. It's like, as soon as they come into this world, you feel like you've known them your whole entire life. Because in a sense, they are, they're just a part of you. Just another extension of your inner self coming out and being translated into this life form, this little baby human life form. So that's what I mean. It feels like I didn't have a life. It just, it just feels like distant memories. Not saying that anything's bad or anything. Like like I said, no disrespect to my wife. I've I've loved every second, every minute with her. But it's just it's just weird to think about it without my kids. So when I talk about my life, it's me. My son's three and a half, around that age. So four years ago may not be so long between the four years and now. A lot could happen. For instance, I had two kids, and I almost lost my wife in childbirth, which. Sounds very horrific, and it was. I mean, I'm thankful she's here. I'm thankful we had good enough doctors to. Honestly, I mean, I don't know what would happen if we would have been in a different, different area, different location, different set of team, different team. But thankfully, she's still here, or she's here, not still here. Thankfully, she's here, and I mean, my kids and me, we have a wife, and we have the kids have their mom. But just those two events alone could just take over what what even happened previous ten years ago. Like for me, losing my grandma and my aunts, me not talking to my family, it just it just gets taken over by what just happened of almost losing my wife and having these two kids. I mean, I'm not saying it's a, it's a bad thing. It's just, it happens, you know? Thinking back prior to the four years, it's so close, but but what's going on, the kids keeping me busy, it, it's a long time. Now, there's a big change from the moment of not having a kid to transitioning to wanting a kid, and then another transition to actually being the parent. There's a lot of mental toughening when you get to the mindset that one day or someday soon, you're going to be a parent. You're going to have to realize that from now on until the day you die, you're going to be responsible for this, this new human life that's coming into yours. You are taking a responsibility of teaching a new generation. Hopefully you steer the next generation to a path that, you know, it has your best intentions. So when growing up, you really don't see or hear about the side of someone announcing they're going to have a kid. Yes, you hear so-and-so had a baby. But if you're anybody like my family who typically whenever they had some news or even some good news, it was always met with a negative reaction. For example, whenever one of my aunts were going to announce that they're going to have a baby or someone close to the family, a cousin, distant relative, a extended member of the family, like a long, long-time friend, I would always hear two responses. One was, is she having another one? That's what she needs, another mouth to feed. She's probably on welfare or you know, something like that. 
and two, as harsh as it sounds, but I did hear it a lot, especially coming coming towards a couple of my aunts, was she couldn't keep her legs closed again. So yeah, let those sit in. You, you're going to be excited about having a kid, and you get these, or obviously they didn't hear them, but you as a kid, you're right there in the middle of everything, and you're hearing these two, <laughs> like these two like most horrific, like, sad responses to something that's so supposed to be so so good but it's just met with negativity and yes those responses were actually announced when a new baby was happening but growing up in a mexican background no one ever talked about their feelings or fears they would just do and accept i'm not saying that because it happened in my family but growing up I'm not saying that just because it happened in my family, but growing up around different families, especially with older generations, that's just the normal how it was. I mean, for some reason, without explaining or anything, my family was always in this negative mindset where if you brought something positive, it was always met quickly with a negative reaction. It was always this type of jealousy or this type of, I wouldn't say hatred, but like this really cold, bitter rivalry. And I've seen it a lot with my aunts, my uncle, fighting for who's going to be on top for my grandma's top kid or you know, whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, that's what always happened. I never heard of any of my aunts, pretty much my aunts, because let's face it, I was raised by my grandma, uncle, and my aunts were always around. So it's, I had about five, six aunts that I was just constantly around. So it was it was always fixated around them. So whenever they were gonna have a kid, or one of our, you know, another female was gonna have a kid, it was just never. Their emotions or feelings were never brought up. Like I said, nobody really asked. And thinking about it, I don't even know if they really cared how they felt. It was just, well, there's another baby coming around, so what are you gonna do? You're gonna get a job. Tell Wick you're gonna have another kid, so you get more food, more supplements, more money. You know what's gonna happen. That's sad, but that's how it was. That's what I grew up around with, and. Thankfully, when I had my two kids, I wasn't met with any of that. So I'm glad I'm away from my family at this moment because my announcement of my two kids might have gone the completely a complete 180 from what actually happened, and I'm grateful for that. That was all I had known. So when I came face with this challenge, it was all unknown, and it was scary. So I just kept thinking, like, what I'm thinking now why are we so scared to ask questions? Why do some of our cultures afraid to let the uncomfortable questions be asked? Why do we just accept things that's in front of us and not ask why? Why do we accept the things that are in front of us and are afraid to ask why? Different cultures, especially when the old generations are fairly quiet when it comes to the dealings with their inner feelings, especially with men. If if they were to do that, if a man was to do that, it makes him sound more feminine. And with these older generations, doing that comes out as borderline gay. Now, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but that's just how the older people were growing up. And, you know, even my aunts and uncle, other cousins, they're all like this. So I, I just never really understood why. Why was it an issue? Why was it? Why was being gay or why was associated of being gay such like the worst thing in the world, especially to these older people? I just never understood it. But I mean, I guess that's 
how they were all raised, where the woman's supposed to be the woman, the man's supposed to be the man, and there's no in between. There's no, there's no question of what the other side is. It's just one and two. It's just so typical black and white. I mean, not all these, not all, not all of the older generation or you know the older people in different cultures are like this, but it's a big percentage. So with these feelings suppressed from a very young age, everything that I had seen done. It was always, you know, keep your mouth shut, keep it under your hat, just be quiet about things. Never really being able to ask why, what, when, and how. So I was taught always to look out for myself. Now, being the only child, not having parents, it seemed that way for years. And that's how my grandma taught me. Well, that's what she would always tell me. And for a lot of years, that's how I lived my life. It's something not easily forgotten or easy to break free. My grandma would always tell me that. Maybe because she could see the fear in me and she knew that I was alone. And she was somehow trying to give me like a little bit of wisdom and steer me in the right direction. I mean, I guess it worked, right? I mean, I'm not in the worst case scenario possible. I mean, I'm very happy. So, I mean, it did work. But just thinking back about it, it's kind of... I don't know, it's just kind of weird to tell a kid to always think about yourself. You come first in this world. It's a doggy dog world. I mean, I get all that. And when you go into the real world, it is mostly, you know, one for another. Or it's mostly, uh, sorry, it's mostly one against everyone else. But with this whole new coronavirus situation and everyone's staying at home, that's really not the case. You're really seeing a lot of people step up and not being afraid to help others. Others less fortunate, especially when it comes to the elderly who are more more at risk to catching the virus and possibly, you know, passing away, dying. But you're seeing a lot of people come together and I mean it's really good. So what my grandma had told me about always looking out for myself, it doesn't play like that for all situations that may or may not be happening around my life. And to be thinking like that, it's it's really selfish. But thinking like that, it was very selfish. I mean that's That's just how I thought. But, you know, I knew somehow deep down inside it was. It was just her knowing that she was in a pass very soon. I mean, at this point, she was very sick. I was around 14, 16. And when you're in that mental state of that, that age, especially what I've come up through, you know, bullying in school and obviously not having the the mom, my mom in my life. It was a very fragile thing to say in a mind that's, in a sense, still growing. I'm still developing. I'm still trying to mature. I'm still trying to figure out why I'm even here at this point in time. So I think it was just one of her ways to just kind of tell me, you know, watch out for myself because she wasn't going to be able to do it any much longer. Which sucks, but that's my grandma. I love her. She gave me way, way, way more, uh, way more wisdom and coming years but that was that's one of the things that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb when you're trying to think about your past and trying to figure out why you do certain things and it's a big detective hunt where you're just trying to find out clues here and there once you think about something something else pops up from a time before and it just keeps going and going and going so this whole thing about me being a parent or the life of before being a parent it it just traces to what she had told me or it leads up to it, should I say. So for even years with my girlfriend, I was selfish. 
I want to say girlfriend in this in this little frame. It, I mean, my wife, but you know, she was my girlfriend at one point. So for a lot of years being with her, I spent a lot of years being selfish. I spent a lot of years just thinking about myself. And obviously, if you know, if you've been in a relationship, it's a two-way street. It's not only your feelings you're thinking about, it's the others they have to take into consideration. But growing up, I wasn't taught that way. It was just how I was built to that certain time and point. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid to say it. It happens. You know, we grow from things. If there's any faults that we have, we grow from them. And this was one of my faults. And luckily enough, I had my girlfriend behind me helping me out to make myself a better person. And I did. But sharing your life with the person you feel you're going to spend the rest of your life with can still bring up challenges. I'm not saying it was the worst thing, but let's face it, we all have our faults. We all shouldn't judge somebody based on their faults. But how they but how you know how they're willing to change it. Some people are willing to change it, some are some aren't. There's people who know their faults and they just like it the way it is, but then there are some who have faults and they see what it is and they want to make the change. So we shouldn't be too harsh on people when we see, you know, certain faults we may not like. For all we know, they're trying to change them and it's just they're, you know, we just see them caught in the middle. So whenever that happens, you know, just try to reserve your judgment. But, you know, it took me some years from being with my, you know, girlfriend, wife. She had me sitting the other side of things. Uh, you know, of course, for the better. It's not about changing someone the way they are, but to help them to be a better person. And let's face it, sometimes we only get a little push sometimes. And if someone's trying to help you out to make yourself being a better person, don't take it as they're trying to change me because they don't like me. And it's not the case. Most of the time, if not all the time, the person who's actually trying to help you or quote unquote trying to change you, they actually just really like you and want nothing, nothing but the best for you. So they're just trying to help you become a better you because for some reason, whatever they see, they're just trying to make you see it. Sometimes you may be too down on yourself and you may feel really, really bad and not the best person in the world. But in their eyes, you are. And they're just trying to make you see that. And you know that's what happened. Well, to me, exactly. <clears throat> so from the time I met my wife to the time we decided to have kids, it's been a long journey of working on myself and trying to make me being a better loving person. Sometimes with that life, we get caught up and... Sometimes with life, we get caught up and we get caught up with what's going around around us. Sometimes with life, we get caught up with the life that's going on around us and the feeling of others. Sometimes our own mental state, it gets put on the back burner. I was 26 when a change was felt and seen. Some who I've met find themselves at an earlier age. There's ones who I come into contact with where they've already found who they are, what they're going to be in their early 20s, maybe sometimes in their mid, mid, to, mid to late 40s, it's, and they have no clue what's going on. But, you know, sometimes it's, there's just no rush. No one could tell you how quickly you have to work on yourself or to make yourself a better person. It all comes within you. And for me, it was around that age where I really started feeling and noticing changes for the better. So all this work that I put in, all this... I mean, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of heartache. It was a lot of stress. All of that was was showing off. It was it was proven true. So if if you can, before you get to that point where 
you're thinking about having kids or you're fortunate enough to say, you know, I want to plan to have a kid at this time. We have this, this, and that. Take a real quick step back and just think about yourself and say, am I willing to put my kids' needs in front of mine? It's an honest question. I've asked that myself, you know, hundreds of times before. I was ready to say, let's have a kid or, you know, what? even prior to my, my kid actually coming, being born, myself as being, you know, grown in my, my wife's belly, I was still asking that question myself because time was going down and there was a certain point in me, there was a certain small little question inside me, like, am, am I really sure I'm willing to put their needs in front of mine? And at that point, I was already putting my wife's my wife's needs and taking her feelings to consideration, not adding this other person in the mix was kind of like, is this too much? But of course, when you think about it, the answer is always yes. It always has been. I knew deep down all the questions, all the insecurities, all the fears, all the disbeliefs were non-existent when I answered it. I guess I was just, I guess it was just a natural instinct of readiness that just kicked in and I was ready to go. But now that I look at it, everything that I've been through to try to get to this point has all been worth it. I finally have the family that I've been wanting since I can remember. I'm finally getting a chance to really get what I've been wanting in life, and that's just to be happy. And I know sometimes when we get older, we have these fulfillments from childhoods that we want to fulfill, whether it's materialistic or some personal goal you want to accomplish, like dreams or wanting to be, you know, let's say a cop or a doctor or something like that. But thinking about it, all I've really ever wanted to do, because I just spent so much of my time being a kid and just being miserable, all I want to do is just be happy. And I've been happy, like I said, prior to becoming a parent, the happiness was more temporary. The happiness that the happiness that I've been having for you know the twenty six years before my kids came into my life you know it's just temporary, but now that I have my my family is complete with my two kids and my wife, I feel I finally feel whole. I finally feel like this is the happiness that I've been waiting for, and if anybody could experience what I'm experiencing, I'm pretty sure you have in your own you know separate kind of ways. It's the best, and you can't really describe it. So everything in life, before having a kid, looking back on it, it just kind of sucked. Good parts, good moments. I've met good people, but just personally, my, my own inner self, it just sucked. It was kind of a drag. It was kind of all over the place. But now that I finally got a straight arrow path with my family, it's it's the best that I could ever hope for. So I just want to say thanks for listening this week. Um, be on the lookout for more episodes. If you have any questions, comments, criticism, please let me know. Thanks.